0: it's always good for you to remind yourself that you are a work in progress and that you cannot be the best at everything. I preach for this all the time. It's not about perfect. It's about progress. It's not about perfection. It's about progression. It's not about going up the entire staircase. No, 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 no. It's about taking that first step in that staircase. It's not about driving a hundred miles. It's about driving that first mile. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you taking the time, taking your energy and choosing to listen to this podcast. It means a lot more to me than what you know. And it means a lot more to me than you'll ever know. But I'll keep expressing my gratitude for you. Thank you. Hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review. It takes only a couple of seconds. And it helps me and the podcast so, so much. Now, today's topic, today's episode is really inspired on something I have been experiencing throughout my whole life. And I'm talking about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is something I have experienced so much throughout my entire life. And what I have noticed is most people, if not everyone in their life, has either experienced it or is currently still experiencing it, just like I am. And it's a crazy and uncomfortable feeling. And I've dealt with it for so long that I thought, you know what, it's time for me to delve deeper into what it is how to actually deal with it, and how to actually navigate and overcome it. And then I thought, well, since I'm already researching this topic, I might as well make an episode and just share it with the world. So here I am, ready to share with you guys what I have learned from multiple resources. A lot of those amazing resources are from Jay Shetty, because he has incredible information and insights on this topic. And I learned a lot from those resources, and I'm happy to share. And I think that's what it's all about. I go and learn something, I reflect about it, I internalize it, and then I share it. So here we are. Today's episode, I want to introduce you to imposter syndrome in a level of depth that maybe you haven't been introduced to before. Right? There is this expert on imposter syndrome called Dr. Valerie Young, and she has divided the syndrome into five types of people, and we're going to talk all about it. But before we start, it's incredibly important that I make sure that everyone is on the same baseline of understanding as to what imposter syndrome is in the first place. So what is imposter syndrome? It's effectively a set of psychological symptoms that a person can experience. It's usually experienced by high achievers. And I want to make this clear. This is not a psychological disorder of any sort. It's just a common pattern of cognitive and behavioral symptoms. (laughs) I know most of you guys are probably like thinking, yeah, Eric, what does that even mean? Well, it basically means doubting your own achievements, doubting your own accomplishments, doubting your own abilities, having a consistent fear of almost like being exposed as this fraud that you are supposedly in personating, in vesting in. Like, you know, like that feeling of being a fraud? Yeah, it's almost like you have this fear of being exposed as a fraud or as an impersonator. Or that feeling of not feeling that you are worthy of a certain role. Not feeling that you are worthy of a certain title, a certain position, a certain job. You feel undeserving of those things and you feel unworthy of them. And you also feel like you're not able to genuinely help other people. This is obviously like followed by the feeling of inadequacy. A strong, very strong feeling of inadequacy. Feeling unprepared feeling inadequate to help someone else or even help yourself and in some ways even feeling like a failure. Even if there's lots of evidence to suggest otherwise, even if there's lots of evidence in your life, objective evidence, empirical evidence that literally prove that you are successful, that you are succeeding, somehow you still manage to be able to feel like a failure even when evidence says otherwise. You just genuinely feel like an imposter. You feel like you don't belong. You feel like you're not meant to be here. That is what imposter syndrome is. And we have all either felt it or are currently still feeling it or will be feeling it at some point in our lives. So now we know the definition and we know where it is, but what most of us don't know in, it goes back to the reference I made earlier, is that imposter syndrome can be divided into five types of people. And this is according to Dr. Valerie Young, who again is an expert on imposter syndrome. And she even has a book on it. Um, Check it out. At the end of the day, what we want to know is we want to know what it is, how to deal with it, how to navigate it, how to overcome it, how to manage it, And how to handle it. So let's run through the five types of people in which the syndrome has been divided in. The expert. This is someone who feels the need to just know everything. Just gotta know everything in their own field, in their own area, to avoid being exposed as incompetent, to avoid being exposed as a fraud. These are people that often have multiple certifications, multiple qualifications, multiple degrees, just to prove that they are adequate. And what I mean by this is, you feel the need to know everything in your field, in your area of expertise, you feel the need to know everything. And you almost fear being asked something by someone who knows more about any one thing Because as a result of that, you then feel like you are exposed. Again, the word, the keyword is exposed as incompetent. And so one of the things that you do is you are after certifications to prove your worth. And another thing about the expert is if you don't meet a 100% of the requirements for something, you immediately think you're not good enough to do it. Does this sound familiar? Does all of this or any of this sound familiar? If so, how do you deal with it? So there's a couple of things that you can do. One of them is just be more invested in on-demand learning. And what I mean by that is, you know, use YouTube videos or TikTok videos and check things out, learn, like right? practice. on. If you don't know something, learn it, right? On-demand, learn it find resources that you can learn more about or even like practicing mentoring because when you mentor junior people in your area of expertise and you help them grow it also helps you to see how much you know and provides you with evidence that actually you know a lot you are not a fraud you know and at the same time it sharpens your skills then we have the soloist This is the type that basically refuses assistance because it views asking for help as a sign of weakness and a sign that the accomplishment they have is not even deserved. So this type of person will literally go to any lengths necessary just to prove their individual worth rather than just collaborating. And what this means is you refuse to get help because you feel like you don't deserve to be where you are. And then you go and do anything and everything just by yourself. You will literally stretch yourself just to get things done, even if it's not the most effective way of getting it done. And then you constantly say you don't need help and you know there's no need for you to get help. Does this sound familiar? Does any of this sound familiar? If so, how do you deal with it? It's about knowing when to seek and accept help and understanding how it can benefit you. So this one is really about just making it a point to seek assistance once a week, for example. Even if you don't feel like you even need it, make it a point to every week, just ask for assistance once a week. And what this will do is this will start helping you overcome the that feeling of awkwardness or that feeling of hesitation around asking for help when you really do need it. So if you make it a point every week to ask for assistance, even when you don't need it, it becomes easier to ask for assistance eventually when you do need it. And also recognize that there's a lot of other people that have expertises and there's a lot of other people that you can learn from. You can learn something from everyone you meet. This is something I truly believe, which is why I'm always so keen on just talking with anyone on the podcast, because I feel like everyone has a story, everyone has learnings, everyone has wisdom, everyone has development and maturity, and everyone is at a different stage in their lives, in which they can share, in which they are experts in something. Everyone has something to give and to offer, and you can learn anything and something and everything from anyone one also please realize and acknowledge and understand that collaboration is powerful have you ever heard the saying that if you try to go alone you might go faster but if you try to go together you will definitely go further it's it's really what it is about right then we have the natural genius this is the type of person that relies on being independent and then expects great successes to come in quickly. And what that does is you're basically setting yourself up for unnecessary and avoidable disappointments. You basically feel like if you cannot accomplish things fast enough or without putting much effort into it, then you must certainly be really bad at it. You may not even want a mentor or outside help because you feel like, again, needing someone is a sign of weakness. You probably have always been held to a high standard in school and college, which obviously is attached to expectations when it comes to your grades and your performance. Maybe you had teachers overpraise you or maybe you had family pressure you to meet a certain standard. Does this sound familiar? Does any of this sound familiar? If so, how do you deal with it? So, I feel like It's always good for you to remind yourself that you are a work in progress and that you cannot be the best at everything. I preach for this all the time. It's not about perfect. It's about progress. It's not about perfection. It's about progression. It's not about going up the entire staircase. No, 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 no. It's about taking that first step in that staircase. It's not about driving a hundred miles. It's about driving that first mile. We are all a work in progress. And then as a result, I think you should embrace lifelong learning. You should embrace being a learner for life. You are a student of life and you are a student for life. This will obviously help you develop consistently and progressively. So learn something new every single day. And you should aim to make sure that you know more next year than you... do this year that you know more next month than you do this month right you should learn and aim to learn more and instead of feeling like a fraud or a failure just recognize that you have an ability as a human being to learn and grow and you can become good at anything you want to and that's the beauty of it you can become good at everything and anything you really want to so as a result of that acknowledge your progress and then we have the superhuman this is the person that works harder than anyone else and then they do this to try and compensate for what you perceive to be shortcomings or lack of you desperately seek the validation the consistent and constant validation and you are super sensitive to criticism and what i mean by this is you know you You'll get to work super early, you leave work super late, you work on the weekends, you work on the weekdays during the evenings, or maybe you'll go on holidays and you'll still bring all of your devices so that you can do some work. All of it is because you're trying to compensate or you're trying to deal with an insecurity of what you perceive you're lacking. It's all about that insecurity that you perceive you have that you perceive you lacking on. You also feel stressed. You can feel also like this fear of missing out when you're not doing anything. And you always feel like you should always be doing something at all times. You don't give yourself that break. You feel like if I'm not doing anything right now, then that means I'm doing something wrong. If I'm not working right now, then that means I'm doing something wrong. If I'm not being productive right now, then that means I'm doing something wrong. You feel like you haven't earned your stripes and you're addicted to validation, you're addicted to external validation that you get from working, does this sound familiar? Does any of this sound familiar? If so, how do you deal with it? Multiple ways, one of them, learn to take criticism constructively, not personally. When someone gives you feedback in a constructive manner, They are giving it with the intention of helping you, not with the intention of hurting you. When you take things personally, you are choosing to take that feedback in a way that is hurting you. But if someone is providing constructive feedback, you take that feedback to improve, to learn from. You don't take it personally. Also, stop seeking external validation start seeking internal validation. External validation is a endless cycle that if you choose to get lost in, you will find it very, very disheartening because there is nothing more beautiful than your own self internal validation. External validation is not ever, not ever going to be The validation that provides you with fulfillment. Internal validation is the one that really provides you with fulfillment. And listen, take time off. Take breaks. And when you do, just turn yourself, switch off. Completely switch off. Taking time off and breaks means you switch off from the things that you actively do and you choose to do things that actually relax you and unwind you and take your mind off things. You cannot say you've taken time off you've taken a break, if you are still switched on with work stuff. It doesn't work like that. Take your time off, take your breaks, you deserve them. And when you do, switch off. And yes, I know it's hard to switch off, but switch off. And then we have the perfectionist. This is someone who sets unrealistic high goals. This is someone who sets unrealistically high goals. And as a result, That person is more likely to fail and then on top of that they have an obsessive need to control everything and they even see success as inadequate because the goals maybe were not properly set because the goals maybe weren't the ones that they really truly wanted or even greater opportunities maybe were missed as a result of poor goal setting How crazy is that? So you feel like a failure when you fail, and on top of that, you also feel like a failure when you succeed? That's crazy. You're also unable to delegate things because you just wanna be on top of things all the time. So you become unable to delegate things to others. And you're also the type of person that if you are not scoring 100%, you don't even see it as successful. How crazy is that? If you're not scoring 100%, you don't even see it as successful. Does this sound familiar? Does any of this sound familiar? If so, how do you deal with it? Well, there's multiple angles to it. One is you have to accept that you learn more through your failures than your successes. This is something you have to come to terms with. You have to come to peace with. You have to make peace with the fact that you learn a lot more when you fail than you do when you succeed. So, ask yourself whether the failure will matter in five years' time. If you've taken the learnings from it, will it matter in five years' time? Right? The failure in and of itself won't matter, but the learnings will. So, don't get too caught up. Don't be too harsh on yourself when you fail. Take it as an opportunity to learn. Take it as an opportunity to grow. Another thing that you can do is... Analyze your mistakes, and find a better way of doing things, and find a better way of learning from those things. Understand that life is cyclical. You are not always going to be able to one up your last achievement. I mean, it would be great if you could, but that's not realistic. Not every single step, not every single action, not every single choice, not every single decision is going to be better than the last one, right? And You have to look for ways to improve. You have to look for ways to progress, not ways to perfect, ways to progress. Progress is not an exponential straight line. Progress is ups and downs. It's a curve that goes up and then goes down, that goes up and then goes down. And both the ups and the downs are progress. It's not just the up that is progress. The downs are also progress. And then outside of all of this, you know, if you feel like you're an outsider, that's also another reason to why you can feel imposter syndrome. For example, if everyone around you goes to university or everyone around you gets married and you don't go to university or you don't get married, you might feel like out of place. You might feel inadequate. You might feel insecure. So that's also like just a a side note that I just thought I'd add into, into this. But In general, one thing I want to say about imposter syndrome is that most of us go about it the wrong way. When we feel like imposters, we immediately default to to trying to do everything in our power so we don't feel it. But the reality is feeling like an imposter means feeling uncomfortable, which means feeling like you're about to grow. The only way, because I get asked this so many times, How do I not feel imposter syndrome? The only way for you to never feel imposter syndrome in your whole life is if you were to choose to do the exact same things every single day for the rest of your life without changing anything. Just the same exact things day in and day out without changing everything for the rest of your life. That is the only way for you to never experience imposter syndrome. Because that is the only way certain, right? And the QOID is certain. That is the only way that is certain for you to remain in a comfort zone is if you don't change anything in your life for the next, I don't know, however many years, like 45 years, I don't know, for the rest of your life, you remain in a state of comfort if you just do everything the same. You don't change a single thing. And this is obviously unrealistic. And it's obviously unsustainable. So I want you to know that imposter syndrome is a sign. It's just a sign, it's a signal. Like for example, when you're hungry, your body signals you, right? Hunger is a signal to say that you need to eat. The same way that when you feel thirsty, again, this is a signal. It's a signal for you to drink water, to hydrate. Imposter syndrome, is a signal and it's a signal of growth it's a sign that you're doing something that is either too challenging which means you need to upskill to meet the challenge or it's not challenging enough which means you need to find a bigger challenge because your skill is beyond the challenge so the moment you start looking at imposter syndrome from the perspective of it's just a signal for growth you will start growing immensely A lot of the times the way we look at things defines how we feel about them. So if the way we look at things defines how we feel about them in order for us to change the way we feel about things, surely we'd want to change the way we look at things. So remember, imposter syndrome is a sign for growth, it's a signal of growth and it is a good sign because it means that you are growing, that you are in a position of growth, that you are in a position to allow you to grow. And the moment you see this from this perspective, you will start growing immensely. I hope you understand a bit more about imposter syndrome. I hope you understand the five types of people. I'll recap them again. The expert, the soloist, the natural genius, the superhuman, and the perfectionist. I hope you understand them a bit more. Maybe you resonated when I was speaking about those five types. Maybe you were like, ooh, yeah, I, this sounds like me. Or maybe you looked at it and you're like, actually, a lot of those types, I resonate not just with one type, I resonate with multiple types. I know I definitely do. I, I, when I look at the five types, I don't just think about it. Oh, I'm just this one type. No, no, I feel like, ooh, I resonate with different elements of the different types. And that's okay, that's good. It's you are recognizing within yourself those signals, those aspects. And I hope you understand a bit more about how to deal with each of those aspects, with how to navigate it and how to really handle imposter syndrome. It's a sign of growth. It's a sign of an opportunity for growth. That's all it is. I hope this episode has helped you to understand imposter syndrome in a much deeper way. Please, please, please share this episode with your friends, with your partner, with your family, with your co-workers. Share it with someone who you feel will definitely benefit from listening to this episode. It might help them more than what we know. Thank you so much for listening. You're amazing. You're a star. You're a legend. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. It only takes a couple of seconds and it helps us so, so, much and if you have enjoyed today's episode then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next